Habakkuk enters into this book with a cry that is really familiar to many of our hearts. He says, how long? In this case, how long will God let evil win and why isn't he doing something about it? It's a question that is very familiar to us. Probably every person in the world has asked that at some point. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 133 today. We're going to pray our way through Habakkuk 1, 1 through 4, and we'll get to that question. And I will give you a heads up right now. The answer doesn't come until Friday. But before we get into all of that scripture, let's open with a bit of worship. In today's worship time, we're going to be in two different scriptures. The first one is Psalm 119.90, and it says, Your faithfulness is for all generations. You establish the earth, and it stands firm. And Lamentations 3.22 and 23 says, Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. For His mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, a portion of that passage will probably be familiar if you've spent time in church growing up with the idea of great is your faithfulness is a direct line from a hymn. Plus, it's very common in Christian ease to talk about this verse as his mercies are new every morning. And that's um, something that we can be really grateful for, but sounds like a bunch of Christians gobbledygook until you really understand what it means. These verses focus on God's faithfulness, which is where we land today in the same episode that we're going to be talking about this question of why evil and why aren't you doing something about it? So we're going to open with the understanding that God is faithful. The other thing to point out is that it happened that I picked a verse from Lamentations, and we're going to talk about the idea of lament in a moment, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's just dig in and pray in worship of God for his faithfulness. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity to join with people in prayer, in in bringing this question that springs from the human condition, bringing it to you for answers and, and waiting and listening as we do that. But just the idea that we can do this is only because Jesus died for us and allows us to have this connection with you and come before you boldly with confidence that you hear us and that you are interested in answering us because he's made that relationship possible, that face-to-face relationship possible because I don't have to pay the price for my sins. And I, I just lay that as the foundation of gratitude for the fact that I can be here today. We honor you today for your faithfulness. It is for all generations through all times. This is part of who you are, and you can't not be faithful. You established the earth. You are sovereign over the earth, and it stands firm in a way because of your faithfulness. And I so honor you for that today and worship you for that. No one else, (laughs) certainly I could not have created the earth and hold it faithful in its, uh, hold it firm, that it could stand firm in its place in the cosmos. And I am grateful for that too. It means that this planet supports life and, and we benefit from that. So I'm grateful for your faithfulness, not only to me personally, but in the idea that you sustain all things, you created and sustain all things. Because of your faithful love, I and we who are praying 
do not perish because you renew that faithfulness to us each morning. Each morning I can count on the fact that you will forgive my sins, that you have marked me as one of your own. Great is your faithfulness, God. I so appreciate you for that today. I so appreciate that part of you today and call it out and worship and honor you this morning for that. As we come into this prayer time, I know I have a really busy day and I know I'm under time constraints and so that weighs on my heart and my mind and I pray that you would just lift that this morning uh, in this time that you would take care of all the things that need to be taken care of, that I would trust you with that and that you would guide this time and use it most effectively in the way that you want it to be used. Bring it to the attention of whoever needs to be with us this morning and I pray that we would come into this with an obedient eager heart, not only to connect with you, but to obey you. Use this time to make us look more and more like Jesus. In his name, amen. All right, we are in Habakkuk this morning. Chapter 1, Habakkuk 1, verses 1 through 4. It's a much smaller passage than we have been covering. It's four verses and about 15 lines instead of 30 to 45 verses, and so it will feel a little bit different if you've been hanging out with us for a while. In these lines, you're going to hear Habakkuk's heart. These are a prayer, and more specifically, a lament. Now, particularly in the white evangelical church, we have been privileged to be able to ignore or even actively suppress the practice of lament. We want everything to be happy all the time. We want everyone to be happy and there is nothing wrong with happy. But there are times and situations in the human experience when lament is a powerful and God-honoring practice. Life anyone's life has both joy and grief, and we need to be able to express both. We need a language and a practice of expressing both of those sides of the coin. Lament is that process of expressing, it could be grief or sadness. It could be helplessness. You'll see that in the Psalms frequently. God tells us that we should be lamenting over our own sin. I don't want to get too into the rabbit trail of lament. It's, it's super important, but that's not where we want to land today. I just want you to understand that this is lament. Um, lament is found frequently in Scripture, and this is considered one of those practices or one of those passages. A few things to note. In verse 2, Habakkuk uses the covenant name of God. Now, for you, you'll hear it as Lord, but he's emphasizing this relationship between God and his people and probably reminding both himself and God of that relationship, of the nature of that relationship. Then he says, how long? Now, this is a common form of a formal complaint. For example, Psalm 13 similarly starts off with, how long, O God? In Habakkuk's time, Judah was morally corrupt with a lot of wrongful violence. I'm not sure violence could ever be righteous, but that's a whole question. Forget I even said that. <laughs> but Judah was morally corrupt with a, a, a common violent nature in its culture, and it was spiritually bankrupt. Apostate is the fancy word that's often used for this time, and that means abandoning or renouncing a set of beliefs. So if you can relate that to how we live in our culture today, there are some strong similarities. 
that apostate nature, that renouncing or abandoning a series of beliefs results in the Mosaic law having no effect for good. And you'll hear that um, as Habakkuk cries out for the hearts of the people, that those hearts are not being affected or influenced by the Mosaic law. And Habakkuk can't believe that God is just going to let that happen. So let's pick up there. That's kind of the basis for this lament. This is Habakkuk 1, 1 through 4. The pronouncement that the prophet Habakkuk saw, Habakkuk's first prayer. How long, Lord, must I call for help and you do not listen or cry out to you about violence and you do not save? Why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Oppression and violence are right in front of me. Strife is ongoing and conflict escalates. This is why the law is ineffective and justice never emerges. For the wicked restrict the righteous, therefore any justice comes out perverted. So I want to sit with that cry for a few minutes in prayer. I want you to feel it from your own heart and I I want us to sort of agree with his prayer. This is a question that we all have. So now I'm talking and I should be praying. Let's get to it. Father, this question has caused so many people to either fall away from the faith or be unwilling to step into faith because they see wrongdoing on earth and they see violence and wickedness and evil in many cases win, in many cases prosper. And how can you let that happen? I mean, he said those words, Habakkuk asked you, why do you tolerate wrongdoing? It's wrong. According to your law that you gave us, it's wrong. So why do you put up with it? Why are we forced to live with it? Why are we forced to see it succeed? Why are we forced to see it in our own culture and in our own lives? Why does it flourish? Why does evil and wrongdoing flourish and justice become perverted? Why are people allowed to be oppressed, people allowed to be acted against uh, violently, harmfully? Why do you let that happen? And we echo that in our lives. I know all of us have asked this question at some point. Even if it hasn't been directly, we have felt that. We don't understand. And that's hard. The nature of this life, there are hard things that happen, and there are evil people that take advantage of those things. And it doesn't seem fair. It certainly doesn't seem righteous. It doesn't seem appropriate. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem like you should allow that to happen. And we don't understand. How long? How long will you let this thing go on that is completely wrong, is reprehensible, is evil? Why is it there? And we just sit in that for a moment this morning and we understand, we um, agree with Habakkuk's prayer in the sense not only that we intellectually Yes, we agree, but we agree emotionally this morning that there are there's evil in the world and we don't understand why it's allowed to thrive. We don't understand why it's allowed to flourish. We don't understand why that is allowed to restrict your people, why it's allowed to, uh, three words tried to come out, none of them were the ones I wanted, but why that evil is allowed to restrict and pervert justice, why justice can't prevail. We don't understand. We ask that as you came alongside Habakkuk and you answered him, and we'll see that on the next episode and in the next series of verses, we pray for you to speak to each one of us about this as well. 
when we see evil happening. And even if we aren't directly bringing it to you, but we're questioning, we, we ask you to come alongside us and draw us into that conversation with you. Help us learn to take these things that we don't understand, that are confusing, that are upsetting, that, that don't make any sense, and help us bring them to you like Habakkuk did. He brought this question to you. He didn't go out in the streets and complain about it. I don't know, maybe he did, but he also brought it to you. And that's where we need to bring our questions, our concerns, our complaints. When we don't understand, when something is confusing and it's just wrong, help us learn to bring those to you. You can certainly handle them. You can certainly have that conversation with us. In fact, you desire that conversation be with you and not looking for answers in all the places that we often run to instead of to you, whether that is we're looking for ways to make it right on our own, or we're looking for other people to tell us what would be right or appropriate. Help us bring all of our questions, all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our confusion to you the way Habakkuk did. I pray as we process these questions that you would teach us to do that, to bring those things before you in a way that results in healthy growth and uh, in not only us personally, but in our relationship. Because when I can say the last 10% in a human relationship, that deepens the relationship. So help us to do that in a relationship with you as well. As we step forward into the next set of verses in the next episode, I guess I would just ask you to prepare us for that answer. Certainly Habakkuk was not prepared for that answer, and that just opens a kind of curiosity about the next verses, but um, I don't want to quite go there yet, or I will steal all the things that I want to say on Friday. But prepare us to receive the answers that you have in mind, because Habakkuk wasn't prepared. Yeah, I guess I guess I want to repeat the idea that teach us, train us in the weeks and months to come to bring all of that stuff to you and to make a space for that in our relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. That is it for today, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend who would appreciate it and invite them to join us on Friday for our next broadcast, next episode, next passage. If you're a podcast listener, subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend will also allow not only more people to join us in prayer, but the algorithm to show it to more people and make it available more often. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life. And my heart is that we do this, that we would both learn to dig into prayer in this way, that we both grow in our prayer lives, but also that God would use this time to answer those prayers. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.